You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to Geeky's Show Ever, episode 82. Joining me as always is Kevin Older, and you know what, listeners, Kevin was very rude to me a couple of minutes ago. We were having problems with Skype, and it was going in, in slow-mo, and, and you know, it, it's the kind of thing where you go, can you hear me now, can you hear me now, and then finally his video caught up to his voice. And then, the rudeness of him, he moved his hands across the camera, and he flipped me the bird. He gave me the middle finger. So rude. I, you know what, I hope, I just hope... That it was Skype that did that, you know, that it was just the slow-mo, that he didn't know what he was doing. I, I truly hope that. Otherwise, he's a very, very rude individual. Kevin, how are you going? I'm a very, very rude individual. Thank you. Damn. <laughs> I, I thought it was Skype for sure. I, I, I didn't think that a friend would do that to another friend. Well, you know, it did save me one bit of embarrassment. You were getting up to go walk out the door. And I didn't have to watch your backside go out the door, so well, that, it that's save. true. And you know, we don't we don't know if each other's wearing pants. So, you know, I saw a tweet come out from you yesterday. Uh, you know, where you were talking to the neighbours, and you know, it was freezing, and all the neighbours are, are rugged up and, and everything, and and you're there, and and all you were wearing was shoes and a shirt. And uh, <laughs> I, I looked at that and I went, Kevin, please put some pants on. You know, it was absolutely shocking. <laughs> Hey, I like the cold, and I'm I'm manly enough to embrace it. <laughs> and suddenly, you called me and everyone else who wants to wear pants a sissy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The uh, that the result the prior to that was uh, I had been carrying been carrying some stuff outside, and uh, I had injured myself, and I and the uh, the cold helped to embrace and close my wound a little bit too so oh, there's that, always no, that you, you told me about the blood dripping down your leg and i gotta tell you i haven't had breakfast yet i got nothing to hurl up but i feel like passing out i i, I don't i don't need to imagine the blood going down the leg and then getting icicles on it oh, oh, oh well, it wasn't that freak it wasn't that cold oh. well what, I mean, my, was... mine would have frozen that's for sure <laughs> I wish the listeners could see the look on your face when I had told you about that. That I always like to say that because I love the look I get from you. It's like, <laughs> yep, yep. And you know, I'm I'm white as it is. You know what I mean? I, I'm not quite albino, but uh, you know, I'm pretty white. And uh, I just continuously go whiter and whiter when Kevin uh, goes down the the blood kind of medical kind of hospital route. So, you know, that's why I stay indoors a lot, Kevin. I'm in my little <laughs> abode, and I can't create too many problems and get too injured. And well, you know that was you, that you were talking about that. You got to see the the rest of the uh, man cave slash family room on our mm-hmm. first call because I now have the capability for a multi camera shoot. Oh. You can get Kevin from all kinds of angles, and I we, think we, we based could on our reaction, three D. You know what I mean? You, we you, we could have you in three D for sure. Well, I think that would be wonderful for our listeners to see me in 3D. <laughs> I think it would but, be very interesting to say the least. <laughs> I think now that I've, you know, after your reaction, I'm going to buy at least two more webcams to hook up to my to computer. I want one for my other profile, and then the other one might go down a little lower. But, I'm not but, so but, sure. But, but, but hold on, hold on. Why would you want a, a Clinton camera view? Uh, seriously, why, why would you want to destroy the eyesight of, of myself, 
and all the viewers. What's the point? I just try to help our listeners out with these visual images because you get to see the real me. But oh, you know, dear. you know, you know what? It, it, you think that's bad, but here's a really worse image that'll put in your head, honey boo boo. The oh. <laughs> I, you know what? I give up, listeners. This is just not working. I think we should go go to a vote and 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 see if I should suspend Kevin's privileges on Geekiest Show ever. I, I think we need to, you know, forget the yellow card. We need to give him a red card. Send him that red card. Send him to the bench. That's what I reckon we need to do. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, look, okay. I will entertain this thought for, you know, another minute. So, listeners, <laughs> bear with me. I'm sorry that I have to do this. But uh, Mike McPeak was good enough to actually send us a, uh, a picture, a funny photo. And I've seen this one before, but it, it's actually good because now I've got it on, on my Twitter feed. And, um, you know, it's discussing Honey Boo Boo. And basically it goes, the Learning Channel was founded in 1972 by NASA and the Health Department as an educational channel. It was privatised, now it shows Honey Boo Boo. Hashtag save PBS. My God, isn't that true? (laughs) How can you go from science and health to Honey Boo Boo? uh, Look, it's like the History Channel. You know, there's very few things on the History Channel that are history. Same with Discovery. It's like, you, you know, they, I don't. They just go after where the money is, but the essence of the, the uh, channel, I guess, has uh, been somewhat destroyed over time. And uh, you know, it, it's disappointing to think that our societies don't acknowledge science and uh, education as much as they used to. And in, in all seriousness, you know, jokes aside and, and stuff like that, you know, Honey Boo Boo is a, a show that, you know, on a, a, a on the learning channel, you can't really learn much from. And, and frankly, if it's teaching future generations, you know, if, if kids go, oh, I'm watching the learning channel, so that's all right, then, the, you know, they're probably getting some bad ideas there. So, um it's really disappointing to see that it's not what it used to be. And it's also disappointing that other channels go down that same route that, you know, the history channel should always be about high quality documentaries. And yet it's not, I've got some really, really, I don't want to say crappy shows because I do watch a lot of, of what's on the history channel, but they've gone way too much into uh, your reality TV show um, kind of setup. But it, that's what sells. That's why they all go down. You know, it's funny though. Uh, all jokes about Honey Boo Boo aside, there's another sitcom that I love to watch. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called uh, Two Broke Girls. I've se- yeah, Have I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, uh, I, it's it's funny. I like it. They crack me up with some of the stuff they do and say on that show. But they made a joke, and I can't remember how it was. It was a dark haired girl. Um, made a joke and she said something something uh, you mean honey boo boo and I went oh my gosh here they are the third show in third or fourth show into this this is the second season I guess for that show and and honey boo boo's made it into <laughs> that you know I mean when you're when your show is mentioned in a sitcom you have seriously gone mainstream 
Yeah, well, I mean, really, don't, I, don't worry. This show's never going to be mentioned in anything, Kevin. <laughs> Other than the memory banks of a few geeks who, uh, for some reason, love to listen to us talk about geekery. Yeah, well, that's good for them. But yeah, it is funny when you see, uh, you know, the History Channel, um, TLC. Trying to think of another one that's that's gone down the reality Disco- show. Discovery is definitely another yeah, one dis- that I've seen that has yeah. changed. And, you know, it's just, they, they still do have some of that core content, but it's it's not what their core market is. And I understand that they're a business and that they need to make money. That's fair enough. Uh, but there's enough educated people in this world that, you know, it should suffice. But it, it just doesn't. So, you know, it's um, it's just really disappointing. And, and you know, that tweet that, that Mike sent, uh, you know, was just, proof positive of hey you know this is how bad it's got and i i fear for society and and people in society even 20 years from now imagine what the learning channel history channel discovery will be presented in 20 years time uh that's if they're still even there if we haven't gone completely digital and everything's just purely online on demand when we want it um but you know if the channels are still there you know hosting content in the background Imagine the kind of trollop that we're going to see come across our our screens and has absolutely zero uh, knowledge, zero science, zero history. It'll, it was bad enough when Encyclopedia Britannica this last year decided, well, we're no longer going to, to uh, produce a print version of our encyclopedia. You know what? I embrace digital media. I love digital media. But boy, that was disappointing for me because it's like paper stands the test of time, um, especially oh, archival yeah. paper. And it's, it's just you cannot put the history of the world in digital format. You know, as we know, digital formats change all the time. Um, and right. You know, it's like how, how many times are they going to save it if they, okay, if they do the 231 backup process, which everyone should be doing then that's okay, but then, you know, it's not really enough for for all the knowledge in the world, is it? It's like, you know, give a a thumb drive of the encyclopedia to every man, woman, and child to keep in safe storage in case anything happens. And, you know, if you watch uh, that other show that I've started to watch, and I can't remember the name of it, um, where all the, the energy goes out, and you can't even use computers. Oh, yeah. What is it? I got the pilot episode and haven't had a chance to watch it. Ev- evolution. But you, you, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Sh- evolu- evolution. Revolution. Re- uh, something revolution, like that. Revolution. Revolution. It's either revolution or evolution. Um, and you know you do have to worry about that because we're talking about man-made products that are powered by man-made energy. You know, it, mm-hmm. obviously that you know there's there's natural products that are, have been you know burnt and then you know, well, of you know in America I know you guys have nuclear uh, power stations out here. We've got one nuclear power station, but it doesn't deliver electricity. It's here for scientific research, uh, so we still burn coal, um, and but that that'll eventually run out one day. Won't in our lifetime, but it will in generations to come. So you you can't. If we can't find a renewable, you know, sort of power source and, you know, solar energy, yes, and wind energy and and water energy, there are other options. But you just don't know. 
you know it yeah. can can it power communities cities countries you know one one phrase that i, I have to i want to quote pat man on it because i know he's said it and i'm going to make a, a horrible <laughs> horrible version of it but there's 7 billion people on the planet that's 6.5 billion too many you know and <laughs> it's very true because if you look at at self the, the world the earth self-sustaining life we are getting too large to where you know we cannot well it's not us the earth cannot support you know the uh, the population so people stop breeding like rabbits please <laughs> Well, if more of them keep, at least the United States, if more of them keep moving closer and closer to the coast, one tidal wave, and we're going to be down a million people right off the bat. So. Oh, definitely. And, you know, that that sort of brings up an interesting topic because we're coming to being almost two months away from possibly the end of the world, from, you know, December 21st, 2012, is labelled as, as the day that the... Uh, the Mayans calendar runs out and uh, we've got to face our maker. And it's really interesting. We're not really seeing mass hysteria. It it makes me wonder sometimes. That, now, if you look at, at the Bible stories, for instance, of really any religion, um, and, you know, even if you go and, and just look at the stories of, you know, a God or, you know, God coming down, Jesus coming down, taking the form of man... If that happened today, we'd take a look at the the long bearded guy and go, "Yeah, right. You're you know you're this blowing vagrant. We wouldn't take any notice." So it, it's really, we, I don't know. We're we're thinking for ourselves. We're kind of ignoring prophecy, I guess. And I don't know what's going to happen. None of us do. It'll be interesting to see if anything happens. Are we going well, to all die in a fiery death of explosion? Who knows? I certainly hope they're wrong about the 21st. Because that's the last day I have to work before my Christmas vacation. They could at least let me get my vacation started before <laughs> <laughs> before that happens. So if the world's going to end, can we just wait till like the 22nd, 23rd of December? Just let me get my first day, you know, of relaxing. Let me sleep in before I have to go to take that eternal dirt nap. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> let me have one sleep above ground before I have to sleep below ground or in little bits of pieces or whatever the hell's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's very so. true. Let's, let's get Christmas over and done with. Um, you know, the, the funny thing is that I, I, I think there will be a change of some sort, but I don't think that it's going to be life-threatening to us as a society and as a whole. I think it, if you look over the past 10 years or so, there's been a lot of natural disasters that have been hitting more so than, than you know, pretty much in, in previous recorded history. There's been tsunamis, earthquakes, you know, just very bad natural disasters. And perhaps all this is is just a, a changing of the seasons, you know, almost an ice age kind of thing, um, a changing of the Earth's pattern. Um, and, and Kevin spruiked up when I said ice age, and I'm, I'm not sure why other than he loves the ice age movies. No, I like the cold weather. We've been through that ah. before. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be interesting to see because, you know, as we know, the polar caps have been melting. And where they are now, they, they weren't previously there thousands and thousands of years ago. So who knows what's going to happen? But it, I'm, just, I'm finding it interesting that no one's 
like mainstream media is, you know, you'll, you'll have five minutes here and there on different current affair programs with some so-called expert that knows about as much about it as I do, uh, saying what they believe will happen. But by now, I would have expected people would have been trying to do anything they could to avoid whatever's going to come. But I'd, maybe we just don't know. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a subscriber to that theory. Uh, the, when it comes to the changes that are occurring on our planet, one, the natural disasters that people are seeing, I, and I'm, I know we may get mail for the, my belief is with at least with the natural disasters, or my feeling is maybe it's not a belief, is that because this we're so much more connected on the planet now, you hear more about things that happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mean when you can tie directly into the national geol. Uh, Geological Survey or whoever it is that monitors the uh, earthquakes in the United States but monitors them all over the world. Well, you can tie in and literally look and see what's happened, you know, in the last 24 hours, the earthquakes and all this stuff. It's just more publicized, I guess, is what I'm thinking than than that. And when it comes to global warming and let the hate mail roll, I, I, I still say it. I say it all the time and people give me crap. I don't believe in global warming. I'm not saying the planet's not changing. I don't say that. I don't think we know enough about the history of the planet to not know that this is just a change in cycle for the planet that would occur naturally. I don't believe global warming is having that big of an impact on our planet. You know, maybe we're ch- the planet's changing. It's a natural cycle. The po- the ice caps, you know, the polar ice caps are shrinking, but who's to say 200 billion years ago, or I, you know, I don't know, whatever many years ago it was, the same thing didn't happen. And yeah. did the dinosaurs suddenly think they'd been eating too many, too much green <laughs> veg, and you know, their their the, the the natural gas their bodies was giving off was causing it? it? We don't know. I don't think we have a big enough snapshot in history. I mean, it's just even when I see people try to graph things about the flow patterns of rivers and stuff like that. And you'll see them and they'll say, okay, well, you know, we've got all this historical data. It is a lot of data, but sometimes it only goes back to like the 1950s. I'm going, really? The earth is really old. This river's been here a really, really long time. You can't say, when they, they'll, if they say within recorded history yeah. or recorded data, I'm okay. But no, no, this is the worst. This is the lowest level this river's ever reached in the entire history. I'm going, um, no, um, that river's existed for millions of years, and I'm pretty sure you're a butthole because you don't know what the, <laughs> unless you've got some core sample that shows that the the planet, you know, or that that river has been, never been that low, and nobody does. It, you know, I'm a science person. I believe in science. Heck, I'm a civil engineer. That's what my college degree is in. I do believe in science. I, I have my Christian faith. I don't deny that. But I just think this is crap. I, I don't believe the end of the world scenario. I think it's the Mayans. I, I really think more so in their case, they, is it the Mayans or the Incas? No, it was the Mayans. Mayan calendar is the one that predict. I think just the way they developed their calendar, because of the, I'll say, math they used to develop the calendar, they were unable to project dates beyond that, you know, based on their 
theories of the way they understand things. Just like we couldn't understand light until Einstein, uh, you know, figured the the tra- how light traveled and all those sort of things. I think they just ran out and couldn't have figured it out. So they said, okay, the way we say this is, boom. Yeah. Bad thing happened. That's it. Yeah. I, you and, know. You know, the, the other thing, of course, is that, you know, the guy who was creating the calendar at the time could have just died. <laughs> you know, we don't really know. It, it could just be one of those things. But you certainly make a, a good point about global warming. I don't know whether I, I, I believe it or not either. Uh, I know you're on the side of not believing it. I'm not sure what I believe. But, you know, if you do look uh, through at the Mayan history and and so forth, they believe that roughly every 5,100 and something years that the Earth went through a change. It went through a period of change. And, you know, if you think back to, um, you know, earlier societies, well, then if the rivers and and oceans changed their water levels and, and the polar caps moved and so forth... Then they wipe out a city because, you know, you'd have water rising over, you know, X amount of a period of time. So it could just purely be that that's when uh, the next series of Earth changes are going to happen within the Earth's history. And, you know, it could just be as simple as that. So, um, you know, it's always it's it's geeky, though. It's always interesting to you know, talk about this stuff. And I, I think I just want the alien invasion, though, Kevin. I think I just... I, I, I want to see the gods come down on these cool ships, you know, that, that you know, and uh, and come down and, and give us what for. I just want to see it happen. We, we, we depict it so much in movies. I just want to see it happen. I cheesed off a uh, former uh, supervisor one time about that. He was, you know, he was very much into the global warming and all this stuff. And... Um, I said, you're full of crap. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, but this is also the same supervisor that believed in, um, uh, he thought, uh, what was it? Uh, curling was the height of sports, exciting sports. And I'm going, really, dude? <laughs> curling? I mean, taking nothing away from curling, it is interesting and it does take a skill set that I don't possess. But when he thinks that's on the edge, riveting material, I'm going really, and you think the the you're worried about the end of the world? No, you've really got you've got some other problems, dude. That we need to need to discuss. You might want to go lay down over here on the sofa, and we'll we'll have somebody uh, come talk to you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry, the phone's ringing, and I can't get over to cut the ringer off. Ah, uh, that's all right. It doesn't matter. It, you know what? Do what I do. Let it ring and ignore it because it's no one important. That's the way I look at it. If anyone really wants me, they need to email me or message me or something like that. So, yeah, you know what? I don't know if we're going to end in December, whether we're going to just be our same old boring selves. But you know what? If it comes to December 22 and we're... Look, that's the other thing. I'm going to hit December 21 before you. So you're going to get future advanced warning. So if I drop off the earth, you know, you know, you're going to find out. So, you know... Which is no, the other thing. It's like, which timetable are we going on? Now, if you believe what the Learning Channel would say, America is wonderful and it will happen in America first. Just like the aliens always go to America. It's like, why can't they come to Sydney? Tell me. Why can't they come out here? We're a cool country. We'll have them. You don't, you don't have the Reese's Pieces to feed them with like we do here. Oh, uh, is that the reason? Yeah. Don't you re- you know where that's E.T., remember? 
I haven't seen that movie in years. Actually, it's just come out on iTunes uh, in HD. But it's one of those movies that, you know, I wanted to watch as a kid, but I never really got into. I always, I don't know, the little kid just freaked me out, just weirded me out. I don't know, just, I don't know. It just didn't work for me, you know, whereas something like The NeverEnding Story absolutely worked for me. That was a childhood favorite. So was The Dark Crystal as well. Do you know that movie, that. The Dark Crystal, would give me nightmares? It it still haunts me to this day. I know it is, you know, just created, but the characters that Jim Henson created, and it was one of the, the movies and, that he did all the creatures in before his death, and it was just absolutely gorgeous reproduction of, of Muppets, but done, you know, evil and, and, and so forth. And But it was mystical too, so it, it, so it had that darkness and that mystique about it. And, um, you know, it, it was just absolutely wonderful. And, you know, of course, them going and, and they're having to get the crystal shard to put back in the, the dark crystal so that then it would actually turn back around and, and darkness would turn into light. Just a, a brilliant story. But, boy, it it terrifies me to this day. Um, it's just got that approach. And even the music, it's a very haunting music for the soul. It's... Um, Really quite eerie. It's it's very edgy. You see the whole way through the movie, you know, and and then it's it's broken up with a couple of little parts of where it's it's lighter. But for the most part, it, it's very dark right across the movie, and I just I absolutely love it. It's one of my favourite movies of all time, uh, but it does petrify me. <laughs> so, and you know. And, being in mid-30s, you'd think, why? That's silly, Mark. It's just a movie. But that's why I watch horror movies. I know they're not real, but they're enjoyable. I love being scared out of my wits. I love, you know, turning the lights off, sitting in the dark on my own, and then looking behind me because I swear there's something coming behind me. You know, I, <laughs> I love that. It It's just, it's adrenaline. It's pure adrenaline. And, uh... You don't get it very often in real life unless you go into some unsavory areas, and that's not the adrenaline I like. You know, uh, we, we. I had the perfect adrenaline rush for you then yesterday. I had to climb. I had to change the battery in the smoke detector. I'm on a ten foot step ladder up in my living room, up, and I'm reaching up to take the smoke detector loose, and I lean back just a little too much on the ladder, ooh. and it tilted just a oh, little no. bit. Fortunately, my wife was there, caught the ladder, and we we settled right back down. So it was, you know, I'm not afraid of heights, but that was one of the, that was the little adrenaline rush that you always need. So next time, I tell you what, uh, two years from now, I'll have to change the battery again in the smoke detector. Um, I'll pay for your, you can stay here with us, but you have to climb the ladder and change the battery for me. (laughs) And and I'll tilt the ladder on you. How's that sound? (laughs) Sounds scary. I've actually fallen off a ladder in in the past when I was cleaning out some gutterin. And uh, thankfully, you know, I didn't, you know, break anything. But, you know, I've got, you know, the insulation, as we both do, that protected me in the fall. But, boy, that that hurt and it it was scary. And, and, uh you know, now I'm, I'm very cautious going up ladders. And I actually had to do some cleaning in, in now our main living area uh, uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. And because we're we're up on a second level in the living area, I, it was near a window. And, you know, I'm just cleaning 
you know, get, clearing out some mold and that that had formed over winter. And, um, you know, so I'm up there and I'm literally looking down out the window, down, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 feet, 25 feet, something like that. But it's enough that it makes you go, oh, and then, and then stupid me, I, I'm up there for a minute, you know, and I'm sort of thinking, I wonder what it would feel like to fall out of the window and then to fall to my bloody death. And I know that sounds weird, but I have these thoughts at times of what would it feel like? You know, um, would you actually know what's, what, what, what would you be thinking as you fall into your death? I probably, oh shit, why did I want to try this? <laughs> probably, but it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know what, we, we need something like Total Recall where they can just send us there to do it and we do it, we give it a try and we go, hey, hey, we're not doing suicide that way. We are not <laughs> doing it that way. That's an awful way to go. Let, let's try the, the bullet through the head. Will that be any quicker and painless? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, but you it, know... It's just one of those things. It, it, I don't know whether it's the adrenaline that sort of gets you going um, or what it is, but it, it's... It's just something that... It, it's almost like evil takes a, a grasp of you and, and says, you know what, I'm going to twist your thoughts and make you think about that. You know, and, and certainly, you know, it, I don't necessarily have fear of heights, but if I'm too close to the height, then, you know, I'm very much, ooh, I hope I'm holding on to something tight. <laughs> so I suppose well, you know- I've got a small fear. Well, you know, ladders, I, I have an interesting uh, history with ladders. I had a, uh, a uh, Clark uh, Griswold moment from the movie Christmas Vacation with a ladder <laughs> one time. And I was putting up Christmas lights. I was uh, I was still living at uh, home with my mother. And I was probably 19, maybe 20 years old. And I was putting lights along the eve of the house. Some, But I wasn't. That Eve wasn't nearly as high up as he was, but I had to get up on the stepladder a couple steps to reach it. And I was they were the little miniature Christmas lights, so I was tucking them in under the guttering, not sure. like he would. And I was stapling, and I was using the staple gun, and I wasn't paying attention. And you have to hold those lights pretty close to where you want to staple. And I ran the staple through my finger. Oh, no <laughs> more blood. What are you doing to me? No, no, no. Oh, the, the pain. The you know, that didn't hurt. It really didn't hurt at all. Now, what hurt was I had to, I reached up and laid the staple gun up on the roof with my free hand. The worst part was reaching in my back pocket to get out the screwdriver to pull the staple back out through my thumb. And it was like, well, that's pretty cool looking. But, you know. That is not cool looking. Oh my I god! Had a, I had a see-through thumb, but you know it didn't bleed that much on it. To be honest, I think your thumb was in shock, Kevin, <laughs> just like I am. Oh, where's Mike when you need him to finish the show? <laughs> I need to go and pass out. Clunk. Oh dear. Oh, we we go down some really, really, really interesting things. Hey, you I know. Was, I, you have turned tragically white. You're blending into the walls behind you. I know. I know. It's, it's blood and me don't mix, and the, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. I don't subscribe to that. I su- subscribe to the sweat and tears, just not the blood part. So, uh, 
Oh, boy. Oh, you know what? Speaking of blood, sweat, and tears, you know what? I, I don't think I spoke about... Uh, uh, well, well, I almost said his name. The man who shall remain nameless, his feedback that he gave me. I don't know whether it was really feedback, but you know how we called Peter a sissy? Right. Well, Scott's come in to defend Peter this last week. And, I, and you I, just said his name. Oh, damn it! Oh, no! The anyway, world will end now, folks. Probably it, by the time this podcast drops into your feed. <laughs> it, it will. Bugger me. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyway. The man who shall remain nameless came to Peter's defense and uh, goes on to say, I think if you guys are going to call Peter a sissy, you're going to have to face him in a 30-mile mountain bike ride. And then we can go ride mountain bikes up hills for another 35 miles and sees who and see who needs a nap laughing my ass off the challenge is on and uh, <laughs> i ended up replying to him saying if me and kevin went on a bike ride we'd die literally <laughs> so i'd be all right on the downhill part the oh, downhill, I could... uh, you know what on the downhill part we'd kick ass absolutely <laughs> no one would be able to catch us because it's just pure science it's gravity you know, <laughs> well, but we'd, the, we'd the, actually make it. We'd make it up half of the next hill if only we could get the little peg legs. You know, <laughs> actually <laughs> spinning quickly enough, we'd do it. You know, don't worry. We, we've got things we can put up our sleeve. You know, we'll we'll get a a little motorized engine put on the back and stuff like that. You know, we'll we'll get there. You, you know what would a, be funny? Seeing as on a tandem bike together. Oh. <laughs> See, I got you back. I got you back for all the blood, sweat, and tears that you've been giving me. Oh, I'm just imagining that poor bicycle seat and what it's going to say when you sit on it. Yeah, I'm wondering <laughs> the same thing when you sit on it, Kevin. Oh, dear. So uh, the challenge is on. and uh, Yeah, look, you know, seriously, I can't compete with the 35-mile, 30-mile bike ride. That's that's just not me. I'd, I'd keel over. But... Uh, I still don't take naps. This is true. So I do. You, you, you can't get around that. You know, plus, that's self-inflicted pain and torture. I have no sympathy for that. Uh, if you want to go on a bike ride, then you go on a bike ride, and if you're tired afterwards, that's your own damn fault. Because <laughs> me, I wouldn't go on the bike ride to begin with. And then I wouldn't get tired. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what is also funny because you know I, I listen as soon as Not Speeding in Reverse comes out every week. I, I listen to it religiously. I love the show because it's Scott and Peter without Pocket Size Podcast, which you know I love Pocket Size Podcast as well. But it's two village idiots getting together, pretty much like us. I suppose <laughs> we're the village idiots as well. Um, Oh, oh, guess what, guess what, ooh, just, I, what? I know I'm breaking up, uh, but Tim sent an email out to all, everyone on the Stoplight Network, we're going to swap shows again like we did last year, so last year listeners will remember if they listened to Not Another Mac Podcast, that I went and did Tech Fan, and Tim and David came and, and did uh, Not Another Mac Podcast, and that's cool. Now I've arranged that we're going to do pocket size podcast, and the man who shall remain nameless will do geekiest show ever. And Kevin, we get to sing the theme song of pocket size podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm having fun, oh, and unfortunately, not speeding in reverse isn't a po- isn't a stoplight network show, but they've got a cool tune. I, I, 
seriously, someone knows someone who knows someone and someone's paying a lot of money to have those jingles. And, you know, talk. they must, I don't know how they do it, but, you know, they, they got really cool jingles. I think I said that last week. But more importantly, I mean, a show that's only three episodes in, you should see the feedback they're getting. I didn't, like, you know, I listened to the show. I know you probably listened to the show and, and some of the listeners here would listen to the show. But they're getting feedback off people that I've never even heard of before. So it's like, cool, geez, that's doing well. Yeah, I mean, really, it's... But three episodes in and they're getting that much feedback? Yeah, we, we've done, what, 30? Maybe not, but, you know, we, we've done Almost a whole 30. heap and, and, and no one gives us feedback. I mean, the man who shall remain nameless after, I don't know, our fifth or sixth episode just stopped giving feedback. He must have needed to take a nap. Um... <laughs> yes i'm gonna get some more now now i'll get more feedback for that one um and you know mike's given us some feedback and, and mark shepherd's given us some feedback and outside of that oh, oh summer's given us some feedback dorothy's given us some feedback but outside of that we're, we're not getting uh, like we're not getting new people that we didn't already know <laughs> you know it's um it's a bit disappointing please listeners Tell someone else that we exist, because otherwise yes, t- we're we're never going to become bigger than life. Yeah, I mean, and, and to and to my daughter's uh, middle school friends that are listening to the show, tell some of your other little friends, but don't let your their parents know about us, because yes, they might let, not let, let you the listen. Play to- go around the schoolyard. That's that's what we need. We, you know what, our show is higher in status than Honey Boo Boo anyway. So, you know, we're 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 teaching you about important things you know we talk and we're getting five thousand dollars an episode oh boy i wish we we have to be the poorest podcasters on the earth the only problem is every other podcasters are so you know actually that you know what here comes a rant ladies and gentlemen boys and girls wait wait, let me sit back back. Sit, sit back get comfortable because we're going on a ride to itunes we're going on a ride to apple we're going on a disappointment that is the iTunes podcast area and how they kiss Leo's ass and how they kiss 5x5 Network's ass. I'm sick of it, Kevin. I really am fucking sick of it. It is something, you know, I, I go in and I look at the charts and, you know, I see something like all the Twit Network shows there. Okay, I know they're popular. But no one else is sort of behind them. You know, all our shows don't even get a look in. And we, we get some pretty good numbers. You know, I'm not sure. I've, I've got to ask Tim what numbers we get on, on Geekiest Show ever. But we get some pretty good numbers on all the other shows that are in the Stoplight Network. Uh, well, yeah, we probably get five, maybe six listeners. Um, but the, the stupid thing is, and what really irritates me, you'll go to the, the charts and then you'll see different shows that haven't been updated since 2007 yet they're charting and it's like in technology they're charting people listening to something that was too the last show was done in 2007 really you know and then on the what's hot you've always you've got leo five by five leo five by five leo and it's just pissing me off it's like how much are these guys paying itunes how much are they giving them in a in a bribe to be on the front page. It, seriously, it, it just has to be that way. I, I'm i going to end up, you know, writing 
out a, a full article sometime and, and have it published on on one of the the places I write for just on on this discomfort that I have for the way podcast is podcasting is is treated we never get seen we never you know it, it, for people to find us is very hard well but doesn't isn't there an algorithm or something about like reviews? It doesn't necessarily mean it's a good review or a bad review that 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 helps pump the show up. It's yeah, not as much you know, about that, the downloads. That's, that's, that's being said. It's definitely not about the downloads. Um, but then in saying that, it, it's also about the subscribers. When I increase in subscribers um, on uh, not another Mac podcast, I get into the charts. You know, and I've got very high at times. I've got into the top twenty at times. Uh, but then within two days, you know, I'm out of the charts again. It's completely gone. And, you know, but it's not only the charts. That's the problem. It's also the what's hot area. And, and it's also, you know, their their picks. And, and, you know, I've now got to go to iTunes so that I can actually tell you the specific area um, that you would look in. But, you know, they talk about... Um, and sorry, I'm, I'm just looking up iTunes now. So they've got different areas and they've got, you know, all podcasts. Admittedly, we come in that, but because we're not... That, that goes in sort of A to Z kind of thing, so we don't show up in there. Uh, we're not in what's hot ever. And I think we're hot. <laughs> let's not go down that road, dude. Really, let's not go down that road. Uh, but, you know, if I look at what's hot, you know, okay, you got some TED Talks in there. You know, you got World of Warcraft. That's short, you know. But then you've got Twit, 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 Twit. You know, geez, there's a lot of Twits in this world. Um, <laughs> then you've got 5x5 five five and, you, you know, you got all these big networks. And, I mean, I, look, th- this is probably an argument that's going to piss off a lot of people. Oh, thank God the Mac Observer is in what's hot. Uh, the, you know, uh, Dave Hamilton and, and John F. Braun's uh, show. Thank God one set of normal people I know is actually there. Um, well, now, you know, you do know somebody normal that, that uh, was Ken on Mac Break, as well. Mac Break Weekly. I know. Do you know that was the best episode of Mac Break Weekly I've ever seen in years? And, and you know, it's funny. I actually haven't finished listen, uh, watching, actually, the whole episode. Although I was a little bit disappointed. I think Alison actually put a little bit more makeup on and, and, and looked a lot nicer for the Mac Break Weekly listeners than she does for the Nasillacast listeners. I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to stay as far I, away from that. I, I reckon I reckon we get a, a, a second-rate Alison. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. You know, we. Uh, it was funny. I was watching it on the Roku box. I was doing something else, so I didn't have it on my Mac. I had it. I had it on the Roku, and I was watching it there, and the kids walked in. And all my kids know Allison and Steve. Mm-hmm. And they went, oh, my God, Miss Allison's on television. <laughs> and they all plopped down to watch it. They were fascinated with it. They loved seeing her on television. It was just, you know, That's three cool. out of three kids in my house approve of Allison on Mac very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know what's really funny, though? I'm sure Leo's... Uh, viewership would have actually increased for that because everyone who generally follows what we are which well actually no we're not even second tier podcasters we're like third or fourth tier podcasters Alison's certainly up in that that top what i consider top tier but what the uh, podcasting industry would probably look at as being second tier um 
and you know it's just it's great to see someone actually get taken seriously on on a show like that and, and get the opportunity to step up and you know we've seen ken ray go up there before we've seen uh, adam christensen from the mac cast go up there as well and it's great to see people who are, are firmly down to earth and and truly landed on their feet and just you know people who have just immense knowledge and just really good people in real life when you know they're not podcasting when they're not you know, uh, doing their thin, they're genuine, nice, lovely people to talk with and, and communicate with. Um, and it's great to see, because of course, everyone else on MacBreak Weekly, you know, good luck getting in touch with them. I think, you know, they're, they're pretty much closed off to most of their viewership. And admittedly, it is a big viewership. You know, they do have a lot yeah. of a lot of people watching and listening. So of course, you can't reply to everything and, and uh, can't know everyone intimately. Um, but it, it's, it was great to see her on there and I hope that she gets return appearances and you know what she gave Leo what for I think I loved that part the best oh, way oh I loved the way she was challenging him on some, a few things it was just I, it was I, I mean absolutely again, priceless I, I disclaimer Allison and Steve are both friends of mine I mean the joke back and forth is Steve's my wingman you know we, we, we've got each other to cover uh, but they're great people. They're good. They're kind-hearted. They're a very kind-hearted couple, um, and my life's uh, a lot better off for having known for for not having for knowing them. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I love to see Allison when, I mean, she's not afraid to take somebody to task for something, and that's one of the things I have to admire the most about her. She will take a person to task. I mean, and she's not doing it to be rude. She's doing it just to make. Just to, to start the discussion to make people think differently, yeah. And I truly admire that about her, and it, it's it is interesting. And and Steve's the same way. Steve's not in front of the mic like Allison is. Uh, Steve and I have some great conversations at times, but um, it is. It, and she did take Leo to task a couple of times. I oh, love it, it right great. at the beginning when she said, "It's not Nozilla, it's no." I know, I know. I, and you guessed to the show, and she corrected him, and it was just that was absolutely priceless. And you know, oh, it, I, it I was sitting there doing a little happy dance. I was sitting there going, <laughs> "Go get him, go get him, girl, go get him." But you know what's amazing is you do see I'm, I'm Mac broke quickly because even though I criticise the the show, I do still watch it. Um, I do still enjoy it, mainly for Andy and Arco. Um, but. You, you see these new guests come on, and oftentimes the new guests to the show will be quite timid, will be quite shy. And look, I even see that with my own roundtable Max show, where the new guest, you know, if I've never spoken to them before, I haven't had much communication with them, sometimes they can be a little bit shy. Well, I've got to yeah. tell you, Alison's never been shy when she's appeared on Not Another Mac podcast either, and she was certainly not shy or intimidated one little ounce when she was on MacBreak Weekly. That well, was Alison in fine form and true form. And it was the longest MacBreak Weekly I think that there's ever been. <laughs> you know? But, was, but it, she did disappoint me in one part. When what? when she talked about... Uh, and she, she engaged in the conversation about the Ford Motor Group. And, and she was talking about uh, how she, you know, t- sort of test drove one of the Fords and, and saw the the Ford sink and how incredible it was. And it's like, Alison, no, please. It already goes on for five minutes. Now you have Leo going on for 10. Please don't encourage him. It's like, listeners, stop encouraging Kevin with honey boo-boo. Don't go there. 
I have to keep messaging people on Twitter saying, <laughs> stop encouraging him. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, the uh, the Honey Boo Boo thing. I hate to go back there again. Oh, no, I would, let, uh, let's not. <laughs> but but it, it's uh, at work. I've even now, we've developed a small little Honey Boo Boo discussion group almost. That, oh, my God. It'll you know like at lunchtime if we're sitting in the lunchroom or something like that, there'll be a passing conversation about it. So it's it's one of those things. It's it's like that bad accident that you drive by and keep looking at, and you know you shouldn't stare. But yeah, because then then I'll have an accident because it's like oh the blood, the river of blood. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, boy, we go down rat holes. But no. But, it, it, Getting back to podcasting and so forth, it was just great to see someone that we know and respect. Uh, you know, and I suppose we respect Leo, but <laughs> not as much as we used to. Uh, but well, someone that we I... know in person, it was great to... And, you know, both of us have never actually met Alison in person, but, you know, we've had calls and conversations and you, you sort of form a friendship. You, of course, much more than myself. Uh, but it, it's just great to see someone who is is a peer, really, um, getting that recognition. And I, I just hope that she gets back on there time and time again. She did a great job. Um, and, you know, she she was really a, a top-tier podcaster on that episode. Just brilliant. Yeah, she was. I uh, It was. I, I took a certain amount of pride in in seeing her on there. I mean, I guess because because we're friends and it, it just it did it made me truly happy and um you know i have respect for what leo's built i have a great deal of respect the shows i'm I'm not as big a fan of some of the shows as i used to be um and that has to do with a lot of things i'm you know i'm looking for different types of things and i don't think you know people when it comes to podcasts and stuff uh, maybe I'm different. There, you know, I'll listen to. There are some podcasts that I've listened to since I started listening to them, and I continue to listen to them to this day. Mm-hmm. I never miss them. Uh, Allison's. I don't think I started listening to her until she was at like show one. She'd done maybe 160 episodes, I think, before I started listening. I can't remember. It was somewhere around there. Uh, but I never miss her show. I mean, I'm part of the chat group almost every Sunday night. Um, but there are other shows that have come in and gone out of my listening thing. I've got, uh, some shows have, you know, gone off the air. They don't listen to them anymore. You know, I mean, you know I li- the show I miss is Victor Cockyow's typical Macusa. I really oh, miss yeah. that show. And I, I understand why Victor isn't doing it, of course. And, and health is always the primary focus, you know, health relaxation. You've, you've got to have that. Uh, but I, I really miss hearing from Victor on his shows. I, I, I truly do. I spoke to Victor last night mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, Pat Mons mini mug. Yep. And uh, Victor said if we, ever, you know, if we ever wanted him to come on GSE with us, he'd be happy to come on and do an episode Fantastic. or something. Love it. <laughs> um, he was, uh, he's there. And I also missed him for Porton on uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, crap, brain just went bad. His show, I can't remember that. <laughs> Neither can I. So, you know, there are so many shows, though, that that we do love and enjoy. And, you know, if we went through and and listed them, I mean, you know, and and look, okay, people are going to say, oh, God, here's Mark kissing his boss's ass. But I do love Tech Fan. I think Tech Fan is is a a great show. You know, people can say, yes, I'm, I'm kissing up to the boss. And, yeah, I probably am a little bit. But in all honesty, 
that's the show. When that hits my feed every single week, I want to hear what Tim and David have to say because they've just they bounce off each other so well, and they're they're different in opinions, so they don't agree with each other all the time, which is good. There's nothing worse than a podcast where everyone agrees. You need some conflict and some constructive controversy. Yeah, you, you need something constructive there, and, and they just bring it to the table. And and Tim's always the the one who's sort of you know, oh no no no, it's got to be this way, David. And then David's the voice of reason who turns around and like, says, you know, well if you think about it, you know, and it's just it's a great you know mashing of the two. And and um, you know, actually they've got to come back on and do this show. Sometimes they were threatening to to come back and do it, but they they've never done it yet. So. Um, Tim and David, well, you if you're know, listening, you got to come back on. I used to listen to the very first show I listened to, and I listened to it religiously, uh, was David Lawrence had a podcast. Um, don't, don't know David Lawrence. Um, uh, what did he call it? It was the David Lawrence show. That's what it was called. Um, I don't know that he's still doing it anymore. He's moved on to doing more acting. He was a very down-to-earth uh, person. You could really get in touch with him. He communicated great with his listeners. He and uh, Chris Perillo uh, were friends. Hey, what um, is Chris Perillo doing these days? Is he just doing his YouTube videos and stuff? Because I, I don't actually see that he's really doing much else. He's sort of... He's not, I guess, what he was maybe three, four years ago in the limelight as much. Or maybe I'm just not... Uh, sort of searching for for content relating to him as as I was years ago. I think as more people come uh, along in the in in the tech industry and come online, become part of Twitter, become part of YouTube, part of podcasting, I seem to see others drifting away. Or maybe it's just me that I don't have time anymore to uh, pay attention to what they're doing. For instance. No, he's still doing his. Uh, he does his YouTube. He does his live streaming show. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, uh, what's it live dot I think it is. I tune in every once in a while to see what's going on, um, and I still watch some of his videos. I find them interesting. Mm-hmm. He's a he's pretty interesting character. Yeah, uh, he, he, he certainly is. He's got some good opinions. I like um, Soldier Knows Best as well. Uh, I find Soldier Knows Best on, on YouTube. Uh, he's also, I'm pretty sure he's under, uh, I can't remember what he's under on Twitter. Uh, but he, you know, he's very much a Mac fan, but he's just a general tech person. But he does just great YouTube videos explaining the new tech that's coming out. He, he just did the uh, iPod Touch 5th gen and unboxing and, and showing it and so forth. And uh, he does a great oh, yeah. job. You know something I I you talk about YouTube dirty little secret two things here that happened <clears throat> within the last couple of days I was for some reason I'll get these random thoughts that'll pop into my head and sound bites from my past you know things that pop into my head and I had to go online the other night I was trying to remember there was a video game back in the day when I was a teenager you know you didn't have game consoles in the house you actually had to go to an arcade <laughs> to play a video game and there was a game, and I finally found it, and I don't remember what made the soundbite pop into my head, but the soundbite was um, uh, uh, Intruder in, It was this robotic voice going, Intruder Alert, Intruder Alert. And I said, oh, God, I remember that from that video game that my friends all loved and I didn't like. But it was found out it was a game called Berserker. Well, then I watched that. I found that. I got to hear the soundbite, mm-hmm. you know, flashback to my youth. Then I started watching videos of Tempest, 
um, the old video game Tempest, Tron. Um, what else did I watch? Battlezone, which was my favorite game. I pumped untold amount of money into a game uh, into a game machine at the local uh, arcade. I, I don't even want to think about how much money I pumped in that thing playing Battlezone. But it you know it's just it was really interesting that YouTube hole that I got drawn down into. I I hate that. I I love YouTube, but you can sit there to and and you'll chase up one thing, and then all the other recommended videos. And before you know it, three or four hours have gone by, and you're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> well, you know, and then you know what happened to me last night. I got sucked in after uh, we did Pat Mon's mini mug, and we were sitting here, and the kids went to bed. And I found the section on YouTube where it's geek desk tours. Okay, that's just... Oh, no, 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 no. That's bad. Like, and especially when you go Mac geeks as well. And you can go to some of the forums, uh, you know, on on different websites. They've got the forums that show your desk set up and so forth. And I don't know what it is. But you sit there and you look through every single photo. It's like, thank God we no longer have dial-up because the photos would be going ding, 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 ding. Um, and I, I don't know why we're so engrossed in what other people have, but it, it's definitely an interest. That's for sure. I know. I, th- I think I lost probably an hour and a half watching those videos. And mm-hmm. to be quite honest, there's still a tab open on my desk here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, don't, don't go watching them now, Kevin. We're kind of busy. We're almost <laughs> to the end of the show. It was, but you know, the, the YouTube sinkhole, but to bring it back to the geek stuff, and the other one that I, I really have to stay away from, and much like you giving up smoking, I had to give up watching Apple product unboxings. When you were talking about <laughs> Soldier Knows Best, I mean, I will go down rat holes watching people unbox Apple yeah, products. And, and, and the stupid thing it's is, sick- if you're like me, you'll you watch the same product being unboxed by different people. Yep. And, and, and I, it's I, ridiculous. And, but, but, but you get one little tiny bit of information extra from, from each person. So that's yeah. the justification. <laughs> yeah. And then the one I found uh, after talking to David Grealish, what was uh, when I was on NAMP with him, probably, what, maybe three weeks ago now, four weeks ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to watching Retro Computer videos where people had old PCs and it's you know that they were booting up and they could still get to work. There was a guy that had a lease that he got had run that was still running. Um I can't remember when the I just right down the rat hole. I was just you know that it's shocking. And it's just so I feel so pathetic at times when I do that. (laughs) But you know what, that's what makes us geek since you know on a Friday night instead of going out, what are we doing? We're sitting there having a mini mug across, you know, three, four different countries. And uh, then after that, you know, we're like, oh, you know, I'm sure people are partying hard and going to clubs. Yeah, we're not. We're just sitting here just doing our geek thing, going down a rat hole and and seeing what interests us. And, you know, really, I mean, we term geek, I I guess, as in technology, science, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you like doing cross-stitch, that's geeky. You know, if you would prefer to sit in on a Friday night and do cross-stitch than go out, you're a geek, just in that side of things. So, you know, geek can really be anything. I, I believe geek is just a, another name for really passion. You know, whatever you've got a passion and an interest in, and if it consumes most of your time, then you're a geek about it. Oh, yeah, that's it's it's very, 
It, it, it that's true. It's very true. Um, and then what was the the old joke was geek used to be a four letter word. Now it's a six digit income or something. I can't remember something <laughs> like. That. Yes, isn't that true? It's um, you know, all, all the jocks once they uh, have their their career end in injury, well, you know, then they got no education. So being a geek isn't too bad. That's for sure. Well, die young, leave a beautiful corpse. You know, that's. Ah, <laughs> uh, who wants to do that? You know, I'm going to rot away anyway, so I might as well leave an ugly-looking one. <laughs> I won't comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not dead yet. I may be ugly, but I'm not dead yet. Um, no, I, I've got um, I've got uh, downcast up at the moment on my my iPhone. I'm just thinking of you know we we've given a shout out to a few shows like the Nacella cast and so forth. And, you know, I figure we might as well keep going. Uh, towards the end of the show on, on some of the shows and, and podcasts that, that interest and intrigue us. Because really, we're podcasters because we love podcasting and listening to podcasts. Um, right. We wouldn't be doing it if we didn't enjoy the content that's being created. Um, I just wish that there was a way to monetize it better. But, you know, what can you say? I don't want Ford advertising on this show, plus they never would. You know, it's just one of those things. But, you know... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I listened to also uh, We Have Communicators. Now, that's a pretty new show that I've been listening to. It's been going for a while, though. But I only got into it uh, last... Well, when I had Jeff Gamut on NAMP the first time, he mentioned that. I'm like, what? What's this We Have Communicators? And um, <laughs> I know that people are now going, oh, Mark, you are absolutely hopeless. How could you not know... And it's like, seriously, there are so many podcasts that sometimes I miss some. But that's now a must-listen every single week. I absolutely love it. Um, that one's got Adam Christensen on as well. And I can't remember the name of their third host because it's three of them doing it. And uh, I apologize for not knowing his name. Uh, I just can't recall it at this point in time. Uh, another one, Married married Mac Geeks Under the Influence. That's Marilyn's and, and Kevin's show. And, of course, they're, they're married. And uh, they they run MacFusion in uh, I'm pretty sure they're in California. Uh, they'll correct yeah, me if, if, they if they're not. Um, but you know they they have a, a different drink every week. We're talking alcoholic drinks here, and sometimes they get a little bit tipsy and they just get funny and it's just really hilarious stuff. So uh, I definitely uh, suggest that people check out that. Plus, if you're into retail and you're into the Apple retail side of things, they tell some really funny stories about people walking off the street. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, the Vookcast, which is Australian Australia's Nintendo podcast. Um, I've been listening to them for years, been reading it, because I'm a Nintendo fanboy. You know, I, I, <laughs> I love Nintendo as much as I love Apple. And, um, yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll set up a podcast all about gaming. Uh, actually, you know what? I should, I should speak to Tim about it and, and see if he wants because he's big into gaming as well. He really enjoys gaming, and, and maybe we should do a show together on gaming. Um, he also enjoys reading, so maybe we should do a book club a month, <laughs> kind of, kind of thing. Because um, <laughs> I, I enjoy that too. Uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Now that that's Julie's show, and uh, Mike McPeak, who's uh, hosted with Kevin on on this show, he appears on that quite frequently. Actually, I think Mike's now a. Um, a solid co-host yeah, across there now. I think he's taken on a, a serious role there, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he is. Mike's uh, a regular co-host on that. I've, I'm have i behind on that show 
and I don't remember where I'm at, but yeah, that he I, is. I'm, I'm uh, behind as well. The, I'm, I'm up to episode eleven, and and the only and they've just released fifteen, um, or that was the last show anyway that is in my feed. But the reason why I'm behind in this show is not because I've lost interest or anything like that. It is because it's the one show that I don't want to be doing something uh, during the time that I'm listening to it. You know, they go into enough detail and they go into the intense topics that's related to sci-fi and, and so forth that it, it's like, no, I want to intently listen to every single word that's said so that I can further learn about something that maybe I don't know much about or, or you know, get a further opinion on. Uh, so I yep. literally listen to that only when I'm sitting there not doing anything else uh, because it's just really great. Whereas all the other shows, I listen to them in the background while I'm tweeting and stuff like that. And, of course, that will piss off everyone else I know because I go, why don't you listen <laughs> intently to me? And it's like, people, there are only enough hours in the day. <laughs> you know, there's only so many hours in the day that we can actually listen to podcasts. Uh, Pocket Size Podcast. da 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 Anyway, I've never not, heard of it. I, I've been not seen that tune again because, uh, and then there's not speeding in reverse, -na -na -na, not speeding <laughs> in reverse. Um, <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> I am a goofball, but you know, whatever. Uh, not <clears throat> that's speeding in reverse, it's giving me a bit of a hairball. <clears throat> Cough that thing up. <clears throat> That's better. Uh, not another Apple podcast. And uh, that, that's going very well. Uh, Scott's actually doing that with David Grealish. And um, yep. it, it's enjoyable. You know, they, they make a good team. And, um, you know, have have some good conversations there. So uh, it's good to see that that's actually back. Because that, that went away for a while while David was uh, searching out a, a new host. Uh, and, of course, Nacellacast is in there. Oh, Mission Log. I, I've spoken about Mission Log on this show before, though. That That's the show where uh, Ken Ray and... Uh, yeah, I know which one. June Roddenberry. Uh, Rod Roddenberry is, is going and, and, you know, creating this show that they basically go through every single episode of Star Trek in order, but they're not doing it in the order I want. They're not doing it Enterprise first. They're doing it original <laughs> series first, and that pisses me off. Just saying. <laughs> I'm not angry. Not angry. It's just... You're not bitter. It, 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 how are they going to then merge the movies into there? Because, oh... But then, jeez, oh, if you look at, at First Contact, that would be a hard one to merge into there because First Contact deals with two different time zones. And in fact, it, you know, what well, Generations dealt with two different time zones as well. So they'd have to do it twice. They'd have to do, you know, two... But, but anyway, Enterprise predates... You know, in the the chronological timeline of the the Star Trek universe, it predates the original series. So they should have done Enterprise first. Plus, Enterprise is my favourite series of Star Trek. Actually, I've finished uh, on the DVDs, as you would know, Kevin. I you know I got them for Father's Day, and finally I've got to the end of season two, and um, it, it's just it, it's better than I remember it. I've got to say that much. You know, I remember watching it on TV, but now I've actually got it, you know, in my, my physical little hands. It, it's just, it's <laughs> it's much better. It's some, plus, I love the special features. I love seeing the bloopers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you remember at the end of season two, they, they head into the expanse. This is after, um, I can't remember, what, what's the name of the, um, hmm, 
Doesn't say. I'm, I'm actually written on the back of here, but they, they don't actually say. Because another, you know, another world sends a, an alien probe, and this is the whole future line story that they talk about through the entire series, um, of of where you know they're coming back to advise what future events are going to be and to either assist or hinder, um, you know, yeah. what Archer does, um, and you know, so they end up going and and you know sending this probe back to Earth that, you know, sort of cuts through the planet or, you know, cuts a, a big chasm through the planet. And um, so they're now going through the expanse, you know, even where Klingons won't go, you know, they're, they're afraid of the expanse. Uh, so they're going there to actually say, hey, you know, stop trying to destroy our world. We don't know what's happening in 400 years time, but stop trying to destroy it today. Uh, so yeah, interesting. I'm loving it, and you know, as I've said before, I've seen most of it, but it's amazing how many episodes I've actually missed. You know, when it was oh, on really? TV. Yeah, like I thought I had seen at least ninety percent, maybe more, but I reckon it's closer to I had seen seventy percent. It's really that, you know, interesting that I didn't see that many. So. Um, but hey, that's Australian TV for you because it wasn't getting the ratings. What did they do? They kept putting it on later and later and later. And you know what? I, I could have even seen it, but you know those times when you sit down, you watch Star Trek late at night, and because you've got to use your head and use your brain to think about what they're doing and what they're talking about and, and what's happening, you tend to fall asleep because your brain says, no, I've had enough. And you kind of, you know, you nod in and out and, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then you're gone again. And I, I find I do that a lot in Star Trek. I, I've got to stop watching late at night because um, I get engrossed in the storyline, but the storyline can be head hurting at times. Um, well, you know that that reminds me of a of an old fart moment I had uh, just last weekend. I'll have to tell the story on myself. I was we had recorded the show last Friday night Eastern time, and I wanted to finish watching uh, Mission Impossible. I'd started watching it. And I wanted to finish watching it, so I did, and I thought, oh, I'm more wide awake. And I'm scrolling through the Amazon Prime videos and stuff like that. Wow, here's this movie I really want to watch. Oh, God, it's two hours long. But I sat there, and I kept watching it, and I watching it. And and, and, and I got done, and it was like 2.30 in the morning. I go crawl in bed, and kids wake me up. I don't know, it's like 8 o'clock, so I was like, oh, I'm really dragging. My wagon's dragging here, seriously. <laughs> And uh, Sarah, my oldest daughter, asked me, so, you know, what did I say? Oh, it's this great movie I've been wanting to see. She said, what was the name of the movie? And I went, uh, (laughs) I don't remember what it was. Oh, shit, I just remembered what it was. Now, Iron Man 2. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. (laughs) Look, I I just saw The Avengers the first time yesterday. Absolutely awesome movie. Uh, Kevin... You lose for that. You have to lose five geek points this week. And the reason why I say that is this Iron Man. He's in an iron suit, for God's sake. It's like, <laughs> how can you not know what movie that's from? I, yeah, I could understand if you were watching, you know, something different. But it's like when you watch Aliens and you see the alien and yeah. you know what they look like. It doesn't matter which alien you turn around and say, "Oh, yeah, I can't remember which one, but it was was an alien movie. It was from the alien." How can you not know Iron Man? Oh my god! 
Again, oh. I will defend myself. It was two o'clock in the morning. I had been up since five o'clock. Hey, Kevin, I think maybe you just needed a good nap. Uh, I guess I'm getting to that point in life. I'm, I'm a man of that certain age now. <laughs> you just you need those afternoon naps. I, I can I can see you sitting back in that chair, you know, sort of you know having the nap and and having the jewel come out the the side of the mouth and um, you know sort of choking on the jewel, <laughs> like uh, and, and I'm thinking exactly uh, Chevy Chase and, and National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation. The old two codgers sitting there and and choking on their saliva and. I don't know, just funny. <laughs> yep. And um, so anyway, we're, we're getting right to the end of the show, and, and we are actually at the end of the show and a bit longer than we normally do. You know what, I'll, list, I'll, I'll leave the rest of the podcast till next week uh, to, to listen and uh, describe. And trust me, everyone I know is on there somewhere, and if you're not on there, then I'm sorry, but um, it just... I don't know why you're not there. I'll blame my iPhone. <laughs> Why don't we try to put together a list of because uh, I'm I know we have duplicates, we so do. why don't we try to put together a list for uh, next week's show that we'll just publish as an additional list, That's and then highlight because I do I my other big thing is I love video podcasts mm-hmm. and I watch them either I either watch them on my iMac here which has the nice twenty seven inch screen, or I watch them on uh, the Roku because uh, the uh, very revision three and. Uh, uh, Twit and some yeah, of the I other stuff. Yeah, I Revision Three. They're you know, they're you know up there and 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 like when I was complaining about Twit and Five by Five and although interestingly the Revision Three guys don't get as high as Twit or Five by Five. I don't know. I love Revision Three stuff. Yeah, they just don't get recognised as much, in my opinion. I know. I they, know they do independently on the web, but when it comes to like you know iTunes and podcasting. I don't see that they get the recognition they deserve. Maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. I don't know. It's certainly interesting. Yeah. But anyway, I you know, like I say, I think it still has more to do with user reviews and things like that. That I mean, people keep okay. writing reviews. You know what? Let, let's try it. Every listener listening to this this week, go out there and we'll we'll check because I I can I can check the reviews and see what people have posted worldwide. I've got a little app for that that. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was suggested to me. Let's see if I can find it. Is it the <coughs> same one that Guy uses? It's the same one that Guy uses, um, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah, I, you, you can go in and you can see the feedback for basically anything worldwide across all, all country of origin iTunes. Um, but every listener listening to this, go and even if you don't give written feedback just give it a little star you know how you can go into itunes give us a, a, a star give it a one star rating i couldn't care less um give what uh, honesty please um but let's see if we can actually get into the charts in the comedy section because that you know that's going to be pretty hard because there's some good comedy shows um but we are in the comedy section let's see if we can get into the charts i just want to see how this actually works let's put it to the test we need to crowdsource we need you guys to help us out uh let's see if we can actually get some more attention and let's see how long we stay in the charts and how long we come out (laughs) and you you know when when i've said before that you know namp has gone and then come out the interesting thing kevin is that i haven't received any additional feedback it's just new subscribers subscribing to the show but then it drops out so you know, they're doing something in subscriber numbers, but yes, I also agree that they're probably doing something in, 
and feedback as well. Um, but it still doesn't justify us never really seeing the light of day. Just well, my opinion. Just my opinion. Not that many people are downloading us either, so... But, uh... Yeah. You know... It, well, it, I got to say, if people are downloading me, it's a big download. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. It, you know, it would just be it would just be really nice to uh, have some recognition because, you know, and it's not just us. You know, it's a lot of people that we know as well um, that never get really the recognition they deserve. I mean, it, you know, we, we've spoken quite a bit about Alison Sheridan on, on today's show because she was on MacBreak Weekly. Um, and she doesn't, you know, her show rarely gets into the charts and so forth. And... It's, it's a great show. A lot of people listen to it. A lot of people subscribe to it. And it, yeah. it just, it blows my mind. It, you know, I'm, I'm not even in her category of podcaster. But how come she doesn't get up there? You know, why are these seven-year-old shows and, and that that haven't been updated still in the charts? And even if you look at the feedback, they haven't had feedback for, for a few years. It, it's almost like it takes a human at Apple to actually go and click a button and say, oh, I like this show, I don't like this show, I like this show, I don't like this show. And then they never update it. And Apple's got a little feature that you can actually send and say, hey, dopies, um, you have not updated this show in years, please remove it. And I keep doing that all the time. Do you think they go away? Nope. They just stay there. I... It's because it's you. Yeah, most probably. It's corruption, Kevin. It's pure and utter corruption. So, That's so, true. so, so someone, could, someone's well. fudging the iTunes podcasting thing. No, it's somebody has written random code that's inside iTunes that just says, uh, let's do this and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, let's put Twitter at the top and let's put 5x5 five five at the top. And uh, who knows? One but day, you know, 5x5 five by, five by five has a lot of good shows. I, I must say, 5x5 five five is much better than, than uh, the Twit Network. They're, you know, they're much more respectable. Um, <clears throat> and I say that because Leo's turned into the whore of podcasting where he'll accept any uh, financial money from anywhere. I mean, why are you advertising Ford on MacBreak Weekly? Oh, they've got Ford Sync. We'll do it on iPad today or the iPhone 5 show that, that Sarah Lane's doing because I'm not exactly going to take my Mac into the damn Ford and sync my Mac with the stupid friggin' stereo. Idiot. It, that's all I can call him. An absolute idiot. He's, he's money hungry. He's money grabbing. And, you know, I still listen to the shows. I don't think I don't listen to the shows. But you know what? I have the greatest glee and and just pure pleasure when it comes up to the ad and I'm, I'm watching it on my iPhone or on my iPad and in downcast... I swipe. I just swipe and 30 seconds goes by and it's like, fuck you, fuck you. Go, get lost. I don't want to know about you. Go away from the ads. So you know what? No one listens to the ads. It's like commercial TV. Everyone's just going to turn away, go and go to the toilet, make a coffee break, something like that, you know? And, and yeah. no one listens. We don't want Ford on there. You know, sure, you know, Squarespace is cool. Some of the other things that macro-loaded are cool. What is Ford? It's a motor car company just because you own a Ford and you probably get a damn good deal because they give you a Ford for free you then you know become the slut of podcasting and no one will ever listen to us again Kevin but you know what honesty sometimes it hurts 
And, but, you know, that, that's just the way I say it. And you know what? If anyone who knows Leo listens to this show, which I highly doubt, but if you do, and you can get this show to Leo and tell him that we think that he's the, the whore of podcasting, please do, because I'd love him to justify his situation. I don't need the Mac Drake Weekly or come on this show and justify it, because there's no good reason why a car company advertises on a technology podcast that's Mac-related. You might as well get Dell to advertise on Mac Drake Weekly. Seriously, you, you might as well. <sighs> Rand over, Mark signing out. <laughs> Have you taken your blood pressure medicine yet this morning? <laughs> no, no, and I haven't had breakfast. And I'm, I'm a very grumpy individual. And in, in fact, in 15 minutes, I've got to record not another Mac podcast. Um, oh, okay. So I've, I've got to do my other podcasting duties. But no, I, I really get sick and... I, I don't mind ads in podcasting because, okay, someone's making money off podcasting and that's good you know and especially when you look at you know how big he's made twit and and you know the people that listen to it great that's fine but please keep it tech related keep it related to the shows don't sell out <clears throat> and unfortunately my honest opinion is he's an absolute sellout you know he, he doesn't even like macs anymore he doesn't even like iphones anymore he, he always complains about them and he's always talking about samsung and the latest android phone and it's like Get off the show and put Andy in charge. Put him in the hosting seat and do something else. Just an opinion. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know. I go back. Like I said, I go back and forth. I'm. I guess with it, I'm all a little bit wishy-washy. It's not something. Unlike other things, I don't have a strong an opinion about that. Uh, I respect what you're saying. I completely do, my friend. But I. I don't know. I'm wishy-washy on the whole topic a little bit. I. I see both sides and I go back and forth and. I, I admittedly I don't watch uh, as much of the Twitch shows as I used to. I still one of my favorites, and I do think they do play off each other well. Are Leo and uh, 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 writes for Mad Magazine, and out his name went right out of my head. D- uh, Dick D. Bartolo. Yes, I love to listen to that show and watch that show. They crack me up. They they are funny together on that, and it's so off the wall, left field weird crap that that has to be probably my favorite Twitch show. Mm-hmm. It's just because Dick D. Bartolo is just hilarious. The stories he tells, they play off each other well, but I understand what you're saying about the ads and how they're not the best, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where you got to kind of balance. Well, you need the ads to keep growing things and, but then, fair, then you're going to have ads but, that are they're going to turn other people off. And I, I don't know. It's kind of strange. Okay. You know, even target marketing, this is what I don't understand from the, the Ford motor vehicle side of things. Um, why would they be interested in promoting on Mac Break Weekly? It's a good question. Now, out, out in Australia uh, last weekend, they had the, the big V8 supercar race at, at Bathurst, the world famous Bathurst track. Now, I was watching it televised, and in the advertisements, they had advertising for different oil companies, tyre companies, car companies, insurance companies for cars, uh, petrol companies, all that kind of stuff. But you're not going to, you know, get a tampon ad in the middle of the V8 supercars, you know what I mean? You're just, you're not going to get it. 
you know, the the people know, hey, this is a dedicated audience that are interested in cars and, and motor racing enthusiasts. So we're going to market all our advertising towards that market. We're not going to put something that's unrelated. About the most unrelated you get is a McDonald's ad or a KFC ad, or, you know, maybe a Pepsi or a Coke ad, which, you know, are just generic common products that, you know, work well with everything. But you're not going to get, you know, a, a specific ad that's related to something else that's not car related. You know, you're not going to get... Apple's never going to put one of their ads in that section. Why? Because it's the wrong demographic. So when you look at it from the Ford company side of things, why are they lining Leo's pockets when we want to buy Max? We want to talk about Max and we don't care about cars. I don't understand it. The guy who does the marketing at Ford and has and as, as, you know, agreed to do this must be an absolute nutter. Must be absolutely well, you know, crazy. Though, then the ads must be different in, the, in Australia than they are here. Because, you, I mean, I see, uh, I'm a big American football fan. I love mm-hmm. to watch football. They put some of the most random crap ads in the middle of a football game that I'm going, seriously? What has this guy? And so, it you know, maybe well, that's... Maybe, maybe, maybe is it a is little... a regional thing. Maybe it is something that's common in America and something that is still very uncommon out here and therefore I take offense to it. Every time I see that Ford ad, I just, you know, literally I go, fuck you. You know, I, it, it really pisses me off because it's unrelated to what I'm interested in. But you know, there's, I was just trying to think, what was I watching the other night? Oh, the Big Bang Theory. And I can't remember what ad came in. And I went, whoa, that's really out in left field for that. And I'm going, makes no definitely as you say would not match the demographic of the type of person mm. i would picture watching the show so i think it has more to do with how the ads are sold how popular the medium for the advertising is going to be i mean it's just like opening up um it would be like opening up i'm trying to think of uh let's say uh you open up uh the hunter a hunting magazine here in the united states and you're flipping through the hunting magazine you're probably not going to find an ad about um, uh, anti-gun rights or something. <laughs> you know, yeah. Kind of contradictory there. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, it. But it's you know, if it's popular enough, they'll. I mean, ads. Ads are where all that money is, and that's what sells. I'm, I've never ceased to amaze by some of the ads Google throws at me every once in a while. It's like, wow, <laughs> wow, that one just came out of left field. You know. You know, and, and it's, look, maybe it's just maybe it's just me. Maybe you know we're not exposed to to the variety of ads that you are in the US. Uh, you know, in the variety of time slots and so forth. I just it, it just sort of it, it worries me that you know they they just <clears throat> I I just look at it and see they go after money. Um, and look, maybe that's why we're poor little podcasters because when I go after getting you know any sort of finance for the podcast or you know whatever. Uh, you know, it's always like, oh, yeah, well, this tech company over here, maybe I should approach them and have a chat to them. I don't think about going to Ford, you know. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe I should get in touch with Ford and say, hey, listen, you're wasting your money here. You might as well spend it with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that Thanks. note, uh, listen, uh, listeners, please email us, gse at mymac.com. Uh, if you, and seriously, um, if you've got an opinion on the advertising, 
don't worry, I, I've already, you know, uh, downgraded Leo to scum of the earth anyway, um, for selling himself out with ads. So if you want to add to that, we'll read your feedback on a future show. If you want to tell me that I'm scum of the earth, um, you know, please do so. We'll read it out on the show uh, next week as well. It's just an opinion, it, you know, and I just, I'd like a justification. Just, you know, why is he selling out? Or is he selling out? What do you think? Honest opinions. Um, I can take it. I've got a tough skin. Anyway, uh, so send that to gse at mymac.com. Now, Kevin, where can the listeners find out where you can be found the voice of reason on this show? Oh, we're in sad shape if I'm the voice of reason. But anyway, <laughs> you can always find me on twitter.com at forward slash big underscore in underscore va. Or if you hop over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, there's a link there to uh, other things I do say or you know, Insinuate. otherwise expound on. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And for anything relating to me, simply head across to markgreentree.com and uh, everything I do is there. All the links to what I do, uh, you know, feedback can be done through there. So uh, feel free to send me feedback, abuse me if you will, and uh, I will just, you know, publicly humiliate you on the show on the next episode. When I say that, no one sends feedback. I don't know why. All our listeners are chickens, Kevin. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to be publicly humiliated, Mark. <laughs> I am. I do this show. I'm always publicly humiliated. <laughs> okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so will I. Anyway, listeners, thank you very much for subscribing and downloading. Until next week, take care. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Hello and good evening. This is Gads for the MyMac podcast. And we know you have your pick of high-quality downloadable audio content, and we appreciate that you choose ours. Quite right, Ode Bean. This is Guy, and we're here to say that the MyMac podcast is the right choice to make. Intelligent, cultured, and downloaded by only the finest and most educated people. Indeed. In fact... We restrict our delightful missives to only those best suited... Sky, I can't go on with this. Who are we kidding? The MyMac Podcast is probably one of the most accessible shows about OS X and iOS there is. Gaz, we're trying to up our reputation here. Oh, shut it. Listen, folks, tired of tech podcasts that talk over your head and go on too long taking themselves so seriously you'd think they were the ones making the product then you should listen to the mymac.com podcast at least three good chuckles per segment if my math is right that's about 10 laughs per show right because three times three is 10 sometimes i really wonder about you guy no need to wonder where to find the podcast just go to itunes and search for my mac subscribe and jump into the fun you know we're part of the stoplight network and there are a lot of important people there well we did say we hardly know anyone important though there was that time i was less than 30 feet away from the was and i could have sworn we made eye contact most likely he was having stomach cramps that would explain why he was double over at the time. Check out the Stoplight Network and the MyMac.com podcast. Enjoy it over a copper. <laughs>